This is day 85 of our daily Bible reading. We will be completing Nehemiah chapters 8 through 12. Lord, Heavenly Father, thank you for just being there, Lord, for creating us, for sustaining us, for guiding us through life, and Lord, that your hand is so pervasive in everything that's going on around us. We see you carving paths for us. We think we see you straightening curved roads and just, Lord, just such a beautiful presence in our lives, Lord. May we be more aware of it. May we be more sensitive of your calling for us and that we would slow down and just open our ears to listen to your voice, what you have for us, and that we can just know what you have in store for us. And we know, Lord, that you first want us to be obedient to your word, and please help us to be obedient to it at all times. Please bless the reading of this word. In Jesus' name, amen. And all the people gathered as one man at the square, which was in front of the water gate. And they asked Ezra, the scribe, to bring the book of the law of Moses, which the Lord had given to Israel. Then Ezra the priest brought the law before the assembly of men, women, and all who could listen with understanding, on the first day of the seventh month. He read from it before the square which was in front of the water gate, from early morning until midday, in the presence of men and women, those who could understand. And all the people were attentive to the book of the law. Ezra the scribe stood at a wooden podium, which they had made for this purpose. And beside him stood Mattatiah, Shammah, Aniah, Uriah, Hilkiah, and Maasiah on his right hand, and Padiah, Mishael, Malkijah, Hashum, Hashbadana, Zechariah, and Meshulam on his left hand. Ezra opened the book in the sight of all the people, for he was standing above all the people. And when he opened it, all the people stood up. Then Ezra blessed the Lord, the great God. And all the people answered, Amen, Amen, while lifting up their hands. Then they bowed low and worshipped the Lord with their faces to the ground. Also, Jeshua, Bani, Sherebiah, Jamin, Akub, Shabbatai, Hodiah, Maasiah, Kelita, Azariah, Josabad, Hanan, Peliah, the Levites, explained the law to the people while the people remained in their place. They read from the book, from the law of God, translating to give the sense so that they understood the reading. Then Nehemiah, who was the governor, and Ezra, the priest and scribe, and the Levites who taught the people, said to all the people, this day is holy to the Lord your God. Do not mourn or weep. For all the people were weeping when they heard the words of the law. Then he said to them, Go, eat of the fat, drink of the sweet, and send portions to him who has nothing prepared. For this day is holy to our Lord. Do not be grieved, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. So the Levites calmed all the people, saying, be still, for the day is holy. Do not be grieved. All the people went away to eat, to drink, to send portions, and to celebrate a great festival. 
because they understood the words which had been made known to them. Then on the second day, the heads of fathers' households of all the people, the priests and the Levites, were gathered to Ezra the scribe, that they might gain insight into the words of the law. They found written in the law how the Lord had commanded through Moses that the sons of Israel should live in booths during the feast of the seventh month. So they proclaimed and circulated a proclamation in all their cities and in Jerusalem, saying, Go out to the hills, and bring olive branches and wild olive branches, myrtle branches, palm branches, and branches of other leafy trees, to make booths, as it is written. So the people went out and brought them and made booths for themselves, each on his roof, and in their courts and in the courts of the house of God, and in the square at the water gate, and in the square at the gate of Ephraim. The entire assembly of those who had returned from the captivity made booths and lived in them. The sons of Israel had indeed not done so from the days of Joshua, the son of Nun, to that day. And there was great rejoicing. He read from the book of the law of God daily, from the first day to the last day. And they celebrated the feast seven days, and on the eighth day there was a solemn assembly according to the ordinance. Now on the twenty-fourth day of this month, the sons of Israel assembled with fasting and sackcloth and with dirt upon them. The descendants of Israel separated themselves from all foreigners and stood and confessed their sins and the iniquities of their fathers. While they stood in their place, they read from the book of the law of the Lord, their God, for a fourth of the day. And for another fourth, they confessed and worshipped the Lord, their God. Now on the Levites' platform stood Jeshua, Bani, Kadmiel, Shabaniah, Buni, Sherebiah, Bani, and Chenani, and they cried with a loud voice to the Lord their God. Then the Levites, Jeshua, Kadmiel, Bani, Hashabneah, Sherebiah, Hodiah, Shebaniah, and Pethahiah said, Arise! Bless the Lord your God forever and ever. O oh, may your glorious name be blessed and exalted above all blessing and praise. You alone are the Lord. You have made the heavens, the heaven of heavens with all their host, the earth and all that is on it, the seas and all that is in them. You give life to all of them, and the heavenly host bows down before you. You are the Lord God, who chose Abram and brought him out from Ur of the Chaldees and gave him the name Abraham. You found his heart faithful before you and made a covenant with him to give him the land of the Canaanite, of the Hittite, and the Amorite, of the Perizzite, the Jebusite, and the Girgashite, to give it to his descendants. And you have fulfilled your promise for you are righteous. You saw the affliction of our fathers in Egypt and heard their cry by the Red Sea. Then you performed signs and wonders against Pharaoh, against all his servants and all the people of his land. For you knew that they acted arrogantly toward them and made a name for yourself as it is this day. 
You divided the sea before them, so they passed through the midst of the sea on dry ground. And their pursuers you hurled into the depths, like a stone into raging waters. And with a pillar of cloud you led them by day, and with a pillar of fire by night, to light for them the way in which they were to go. Then you came down on Mount Sinai, and spoke with them from heaven. You gave them just ordinances and true laws, good statutes and commandments. So you made known to them your holy Sabbath, and laid down for them commandments, statutes, and laws, through your servant Moses. You provided bread from heaven for them for their hunger. You brought forth water from a rock for them for their thirst. And you told them to enter in order to possess the land which you swore to give them. But they, our fathers, acted arrogantly. They became stubborn and would not listen to your commandments. They refused to listen and did not remember your wondrous deeds which you had performed among them. So they became stubborn and appointed a leader to return to their slavery in Egypt. But you are a God of forgiveness, gracious and compassionate, slow to anger and abounding in loving kindness, and you did not forsake them. Even when they made for themselves a calf of molten metal, and said, This is your God who brought you up from Egypt, and committed great blasphemies, you and your great compassion did not forsake them in the wilderness. The pillar of cloud did not leave them by day to guide them on their way, nor the pillar of fire by night to light for them the way in which they were to go. You gave your good spirit to instruct them. Your manna you did not withhold from their mouth, and you gave them water for their thirst. Indeed, forty years you provided for them in the wilderness, and they were not in want. Their clothes did not wear out, nor did their feet swell. You also gave them kingdoms and peoples, and allotted them to them as a boundary. You took possession of the land of Sion, the king of Heshbon, and the land of Og, the king of Bashan. You made their sons numerous as the stars of heaven, and you brought them into the land which you had told their fathers to enter and possess. So their sons entered and possessed the land, and you subdued before them the inhabitants of the land, the Canaanites, and you gave them into their hand, with their kings and the peoples of the land, to do with them as they desired. They captured fortified cities and a fertile land. They took possessions of houses full of every good thing, hewn cisterns, vineyards, olive groves, fruit trees in abundance. So they ate, were filled, and grew fat and reveled in your great goodness. But they became disobedient and rebelled against you, and cast your law behind their backs, and killed your prophets who had admonished them, so that they might return to you, and they committed great blasphemies. Therefore you delivered them into the hand of their oppressors who oppressed them. But when they cried out to you in the time of their distress, you heard from heaven, and according to your great compassion, You gave them deliverers, who delivered them from the hand of their oppressors. But as soon as they had rest, they did evil again before you. Therefore you abandoned them to the hand of their enemies, so that they ruled over them. 
when they cried again to you, you heard from heaven. And many times you rescued them according to your compassion and admonished them in order to return back to the law. Yet they acted arrogantly and did not listen to your commandments, but sinned against your ordinances, by which if a man observes them, he shall live. And they turned a stubborn shoulder and stiffened their neck and would not listen. However, you bore with them for many years and admonished them by your spirit through your prophets. Yet they would not give ear. Therefore you gave them into the hand of the peoples of the lands. Nevertheless, in your great compassion, you did not make an end of them or forsake them. For you are a gracious and compassionate God. Now therefore, our God, the great, the mighty, and the awesome God, who keeps covenant and loving kindness, do not let all the hardship seem insignificant before you, which has come upon us, our kings, our princes, our priests, our prophets, our fathers, and on all your people, from the days of the kings of Assyria to this day. However, you are just in all that has come upon us, for you have dealt faithfully, but we have acted wickedly. For our kings, our leaders, our priests, and our fathers have not kept your law, or paid attention to your commandments and your admonitions with which you had admonished them. But they, in their own kingdom, with your great goodness which you gave them, with the broad and rich land which you set before them, did not serve you or turn from their evil deeds. Behold, we are your slaves today. And as to the land which you gave to our fathers to eat of its fruit and its bounty, behold, we are slaves in it. Its abundant produce is for the kings, whom you set over us because of our sins. They also rule over our bodies and over our cattle as they please. So we are in great distress. Now because of all this, we are making an agreement in writing. And on the sealed document are the names of our leaders, our Levites, and our priests. Now, on the sealed document were the names of Nehemiah the governor, the son of Hakaliah, and Zedekiah, Sariah, Azariah, Jeremiah, Pashur, Amariah, Malchijah, Hattush, Shebaniah, Maluk, Harim, Merimoth, Obadiah, Daniel, Ginnathon, Baruch, Meshulam, Abijah, Mijamin, Meaziah, Bilgai, Shemaiah. These were the priests, and the Levites, Jeshua the son of Azaniah, Benui of the sons of Henadad, Cadmiel, also their brothers, Shebaniah, Hodiah, Kelita, Peliah, Hanan, Mekah, Rahab, Hashabiah, Zakur, Sherebiah, Shebaniah, Hodiah, Bani, Beninu. And the leaders of the people, Parosh, Pahath Moab, Elam, Zatu, Bani, Buni, Azgad, Bebai, Adonijah, Bigvi, 
Adin, Atur, Hezekiah, Azur, Hodiah, Hashum, Bazai, Harif, Anathoth, Nebai, Magpiash, Meshulam, Hezir, Meshezabel, Zadok, Jadua, Pelatiah, Hanan, Ananiah, Hoshea, Hananiah, Hashub, Haloheth, Pilha, Shobek, Rehum, Hashabaniah, Melasiah, Ahia, Hanan, Anan, Maluk, Harim, Bayana. Now the rest of the people, the priests, the Levites, the gatekeepers, the singers, the temple servants, and all those who had separated themselves from the peoples of the lands to the law of God, their wives, their sons, and their daughters, all those who had knowledge and understanding are joining with their kinsmen, their nobles, and are taking on themselves a curse and an oath to walk in God's law, which was given through Moses, God's servant, and to keep and to observe all the commandments of God our Lord, and his ordinances and his statutes, and that we will not give our daughters to the peoples of the land, or take their daughters for our sons. As for the peoples of the land who bring wares or any grain on the Sabbath day to sell, we will not buy from them on a Sabbath or a holy day, and we will forego the crops the seventh year and the exaction of every debt. We also placed ourselves under obligation to contribute yearly one-third of a shekel for the service of the house of our God, for the showbread, for the continual grain offering, for the continual burnt offering, the Sabbaths, the new moon, for the appointed times, for the holy things, and for the sin offerings to make atonement for Israel, and all the work of the house of our God. Likewise, we cast lots for the supply of wood among the priests, the Levites, and the people, so that they might bring to the house of our God, according to our fathers' households, at fixed times annually, to burn on the altar of the Lord our God, as it is written in the law, and that they might bring the first fruits of our ground and the first fruits of all the fruit of every tree to the house of the Lord annually and bring to the house of our God the firstborn of our sons and of our cattle, and the firstborn of our herds and our flocks, as it is written in the law, for the priests who are ministering in the house of our God. We will also bring the first of our dough, our contributions, the fruit of every tree, the new wine, and the oil to the priests at the chambers of the house of our God, and the tithe of our ground to the Levites. For the Levites are they who receive the tithes in all the rural towns. The priest, the son of Aaron, shall be with the Levites when the Levites receive tithes. And the Levites shall bring up the tenth of the tithes to the house of our God, to the chambers of the storehouse. For the sons of Israel and the sons of Levi shall bring the contribution of the grain, the new wine, and the oil to the chambers. They are the utensils of the sanctuary, the priests who are ministering, the gatekeepers and the singers. Thus we will not neglect the house of our God. 
Now the leaders of the people lived in Jerusalem, but the rest of the people cast lots to bring one out of ten to live in Jerusalem, the holy city, while nine-tenths remained in the other cities. And the people blessed all the men who volunteered to live in Jerusalem. Now these are the heads of the provinces who lived in Jerusalem, but in the cities of Judah each lived on his own property in their cities. The Israelites, the priests, the Levites, the temple servants, and the descendants of Solomon's servants. Some of the sons of Judah and some of the sons of Benjamin lived in Jerusalem. From the sons of Judah, Athiah, the son of Uzziah, the son of Zechariah, the son of Amariah, the son of Shephatiah, the son of Mahalalel, of the son of Perez, and Maaseah, the son of Baruch, the son of Kol Hose, the son of Haziah, the son of Adiah, the son of Joyarib, the son of Zechariah, the son of the Shelanite. All the sons of Perez who lived in Jerusalem were 468 able men. Now these are the sons of Benjamin, Salu, the son of Meshulam, the son of Joed, the son of Pediah, the son of Koliah, the son of Maaseah, the son of Ithiel, the son of Jeshiah, and after him, Gabai and Salai, 928. Joel, the son of Zikri, was their overseer, and Judah, the son of Hasanuah, was second in command of the city. From the priests, Jediah, the son of Joyarib, Jachin, Sariah, the son of Hilkiah, the son of Meshulam, the son of Zadok, the son of Miriath, the son of Ahitub, the leader of the house of God, and their kinsmen who performed the work of the temple, 822. And Adiah, the son of Jeroam, the son of Peleliah, the son of Amzi, the son of Zechariah, the son of Pashur, the son of Malchijah, and his kinsmen, heads of fathers' households, 242. And Amashsai, the son of Azarel, the son of Azhai, the son of Meshilamoth, the son of Emmer, and their brothers, valiant warriors, 128. And their overseer was Zabdiel, the son of Hagadolam. Now from the Levites, Shemaiah, the son of Hashub, the son of Azikram, the son of Hashabiah, the son of Buni, and Shabbatai and Josabad, from the leaders of the Levites, who were in charge of the outside work of the house of God, and Mataniah, the son of Mekah, the son of Zabdi, the son of Asaph, who was the leader in beginning the thanksgiving at prayer, and Bakbukiah, the second among his brethren, and Abda, the son of Shemua, the son of Galal, the son of Jeduthun. All the Levites in the holy city were 284. Also the gatekeepers, Akub, Talmon, and their brethren, who kept watch at the gates, were 172. The rest of Israel, of the priests and of the Levites, were in all the cities of Judah, each on his own inheritance. But the temple servants were living in Ophel, and Zepha and Gishpah were in charge of the temple servants. Now the overseer of the Levites in Jerusalem was Uzi, 
the son of Bani, the son of Hashabiah, the son of Mataniah, the son of Mekah, of the sons of Asaph, who were the singers for the service of the house of God. For there was a commandment from the king concerning them, and a firm regulation for the song leaders day by day. Pethahiah, the son of Meshezebel, of the sons of Zerah, the son of Judah, was the king's representative in all matters concerning the people. Now as for the villages with their fields, some of the sons of Judah lived in Kiriath Arba and its towns, in Dabon and its towns, and in Jechabzeel and its villages, and in Jeshua, in Moladah, in Beth Pelet, and in Hazar Shual, in Beersheba and its towns, and in Ziklag, in Mekona and in its towns, and in Emramon, in Zorah, and in Jarmuth, Zenoah, Adullam, and their villages, Lachish and its fields, Azekah and its towns. So they encamped from Beersheba as far as the valley of Hinnom. The sons of Benjamin also lived from Geba onward, at Michmash and Aijah, at Bethel and its towns, at Anathoth, Nob, Ananiah, Hazor, Ramah, Gitaim, Hadid, Zeboim, Nebalat, Lod, and Ono, the Valley of Craftsmen. From the Levites, some divisions in Judah belonged to Benjamin. Now these are the priests and the Levites who came up with Zerubbabel, the son of Shealtiel, and Jeshua, Sariah, Jeremiah, Ezra, Amariah, Maluk, Hattush, Shechaniah, Rehum, Merimoth, Edo, Ginnathoi, Abijah, Mijamin, Maadiah, Bilgah, Shemaiah, and Joyarib. Jediah, Salu, Amok, Hilkiah, and Jediah. These are the heads of the priests and their kinsmen in the days of Jeshua. The Levites were Jeshua, Benui, Cadmiel, Sherebiah, Judah, and Mataniah, who was in charge of the songs of thanksgiving, he and his brothers. Also Bakpukiah and Uni, their brothers, stood opposite them in their service divisions. Jeshua became the father of Joachim, and Joachim became the father of Eliashib, and Eliashib became the father of Joiada, and Joiada became the father of Jonathan, and Jonathan became the father of Jadua. Now in the days of Joachim, the priests, the heads of fathers' households were, of Sariah, Moriah, of Jeremiah, Hananiah, of Ezra, Meshulam, of Amariah, Jehoanan, of Maluki, Jonathan, of Shebaniah, Joseph, of Harim, Adna, of Moraoth, Helkai, of Edo, Zechariah, of Ginnathon, Meshulam, of Abijah, Zikri, of Menaemon, of Moadiah, Piltai, of Bilgah, Shemua, of Shemaiah, Jehonathan, 
of Joyarib, Matani, of Jediah, Uzi, of Salai, Kalai, of Amok, Eber, of Hilkiah, Hashabiah, of Jediah, Nethanel. As for the Levites, the heads of fathers' households were registered in the days of Eliashib, Joiada, and Yohanan, and Jadua. So were the priests in the reign of Darius the Persian. The sons of Levi, the heads of fathers' households, were registered in the book of the Chronicles, up to the days of Yohanan, the son of Eliashib. The heads of the Levites were Hashabiah, Sherebiah, and Jeshua, the son of Cadmiel, with their brothers opposite them, to praise and give thanks, as prescribed by David, the man of God. Division corresponding to division. Mataniah, Bakukiah, Obadiah, Meshulam, Talmon, and Okub were gatekeepers keeping watch at the storehouses of the gates. These served in the days of Joachim, the son of Jeshua, the son of Josedek, and in the days of Nehemiah, the governor, and of Ezra, the priest and scribe. Now at the dedication of the wall of Jerusalem, they sought out the Levites from all their places to bring them to Jerusalem so that they might celebrate the dedication with gladness, with hymns of thanksgiving, and with songs to the accompaniment of cymbals, harps, and lyres. So the sons of the singers were assembled from the district around Jerusalem and from the villages of the Netophathites, from Beth Gilgal and from their fields in Geba and Asmaveth, for the singers had built themselves villages around Jerusalem. The priests and the Levites purified themselves. They also purified the people, the gates, and the wall. Then I had the leaders of Judah come up on top of the wall, and I appointed two great choirs, the first proceeding to the right on top of the wall toward the refuse gate. Hoshiah and half the leaders of Judah followed them with Azariah, Ezra, Meshulam, Judah, Benjamin, Shemaiah, Jeremiah, and some of the sons of the priests with trumpets and Zechariah the son of Jonathan, the son of Shemaiah, the son of Mataniah, the son of Micaiah, the son of Zakur, the son of Asaph, and his kinsmen, Shemaiah, Azarel, Milalai, Gilalai, Mai, Nethanel, Judah, and Hanani, with the musical instruments of David, the man of God. And Ezra the scribe went before them. At the fountain gate, they went directly up the steps of the city of David by the stairwell of the wall above the house of David to the water gate on the east. The second choir proceeded to the left, which I followed them with half the people on the wall, above the tower of furnaces to the broad wall, and above the gate of Ephraim by the old gate, by the fish gate, the tower of Hananel, and the Tower of the Hundred, as far as the Sheep Gate, and they stopped at the gate of the guard. Then the two choirs took their stand in the house of God. So did I, and half of the officials with me, and the priests, Eliakim, Maasiah, Miniamon, Micaiah, 
Elioni, Zechariah, and Hananiah with the trumpets, and Maaseiah, Shemaiah, Eleazar, Uzi, Yehonanon, Malchijah, Elam, and Ezer. And the singers sang, and Jezrehiah their leader, and on their, that day they offered great sacrifices and rejoiced, because God had given them great joy. Even the women and the children rejoiced, so that the joy of Jerusalem was heard from afar. On that day, men were also appointed over the chambers for the stores, the contributions, the first fruits, and the tithes, to gather into them from the fields of the cities the portions required by the law for the priests and Levites. For Judah rejoiced over the priests and the Levites who served. For they performed the worship of their God and the service of purification, together with the singers and the gatekeepers, in accordance with the command of David and of his son Solomon. For in the days of David and Asaph, in ancient times, there were leaders of the singers, songs of praise and hymns of thanksgiving to God. So all Israel in the days of Zerubbabel and Nehemiah gave the portions due the singers and the gatekeepers as each day required, and set apart the consecrated portion for the Levites. And the Levites set apart the consecrated portion for the sons of Aaron. Okay, this was another challenging day with names and non-stop names, but I actually did a lot better this time, and I had to do minimal editing on this part, so I'm very happy about that, and glad to get through it. But this is good stuff that is happening here, and I really like the direction that they went with this, and this is something that we should surely be imitating today. So it's nice to see that Ezra, from the book of Ezra, is very much alive and well, and he's still working in the city of Jerusalem, and they did something really awesome. They had everybody do basically a church service, where he stood up on a podium had everybody stand for the reading of God's word, and he spoke to them from the podium, it said, until from early morning until midday. So this is more or less about 6 a.m. till noon. And so this was a good deal of time, but this is very good stuff they're hearing. They're hearing about the law of Moses. And What's very interesting is that it also said here that they had to translate the book of the law so that people would understand what they're being read. So, wait a minute, why did they have to translate it? Aren't they all Israelites? Yeah, most of them are, but at the same time, bear in mind that the people of Israel have been in exile for a long time, by one or two generations. So... Some of what they have learned over the years has been lost. And as a nation, Hebrew was not the native language to a lot of these places. In a lot of these places, the language was Aramaic. And so the book of the law was written in Hebrew. But yet some people didn't know Hebrew, so they had to translate it into Aramaic for them to understand. So that was pretty neat, that even as early as this time, They were already translating the Bible into a different language, and that's the first time we see that. 
So it's not a new concept to translate the Bible into another language. So then not only are they doing these church services, but they're also reinstituting all the old festivals, including the Feast of Booths. So they're to, taking part in the Feast of Booths, and it said nothing like this had been done to this extent since the days of Joshua. That's how far back it went. I mean, they had observed the Feast of Booths and other times since Joshua. I mean, we have some good kings in the midst of it. You see David and Solomon and Asa and Hezekiah and Josiah. You had all these ones that instituted godly things, but it was not an entire assembly. Not the entire nation of Israel in unity did they do it together like this since Joshua. This was the entire nation coming together and doing the Feast of Booths as a family. And that is beautiful to see. And then you see chapter 9, which is a call for repentance for the people. But also it is a recount of the entire history of how the Hebrew people came to what they are today, or rather at this time period. And... This was important because a lot of these people may not have known their heritage. And some of this may have been new to them. And so this is good for them to know where they came from, why it's important to be a Hebrew, to be an Israelite. And your, your rich heritage of what God has done. So he goes back to the calling of Abram, to everything that happened during the patriarchs to the time in Egypt, the slavery and the exodus, to the time of the judges, to the time of Joshua, to the time of the kings, up until this point. And he goes through a specific pattern. He keeps going back to the same conclusion that man is stubborn and will forget and not listen to God's commandments. And we will kick against the goads at times. But God is a loving, compassionate God, and that he does not forsake them. And that is such an amazing thing, that even in all the evil things they did, they never were abandoned by the Lord. And that should be comforting to us as well, because God has promised many times in the Bible that he will never forsake us. He'll never abandon us. And that is something that we should always bear in mind. We're never alone if we understand that God's with us. God had every right to wipe out the people of Israel. God has every right to wipe out anybody he chooses because he is righteous. And we are the ones that are evil. But it says, like it says here, God had many opportunities to do this. But nevertheless, in your great compassion, you did not make an end of them. For you're a gracious and compassionate God. But not only that, but he also promised that his people would be as numerous as the stars of heaven. Right? And he never breaks his promises. There is always a remnant. And again, you're going to see this theme throughout the Bible, even into the New Testament. The remnant. We, as true believers in Jesus Christ, are the remnant in this world. There are so many people falling away from God every day. And there are so many people who use the name of Christ and associate themselves with it, but 
they don't even know what they're standing for because they don't know or believe in the true God of the Bible. But we are the true remnant, and we are the chosen people of God. And he loves us, and he's gracious with us and compassionate. He treats us differently from the people around us because we are his children. We are not his enemies anymore. And so he treats us like a good father does. So they call for repentance. They confess the evil of their ancestors. They confess the evil of their current generation. And they come into a covenant where they are literally taking some papers and they are signing their names that they will follow this covenant, that they will obey the Lord. And they put several names on here in this sealed document. So this generation completely agrees with the law of Moses and has committed to doing everything that's in it. Giving of their tithes, giving of the worship, taking care of the temple, giving of you know, their best resources, dedicating their firstborns, doing the festivals, observing the Sabbath, you name it. They're doing everything as the Lord has prescribed in his word. And I hope it lasts, right? We hope it lasts because this is the way our people should be. Our people should be celebrating in one accord the law of God. Do we do that today? I don't think we do. And if we may not even understand what that looks like, and that's sad as well. We've never even seen what does it look like to be united in Christ? Just because we go to the same church doesn't mean you're united. Because you can just go and try to be an island, right? No man is an island, but people try to be islands, right? They try to be separate from everyone else. They try to be isolated. They try to be a lone wolf. And so sometimes we go to church and there's 200, 300 islands sitting in these pews. We should not be this way. We should be in community with each other. We're not there to serve ourselves. We're there to serve the Lord and worship Him. And if we truly worship Him, we would be obedient to what He has to say. And what has He told us to do? He's told us to come together in community and pursue the Lord with one accord. So we have a good example to follow here with what they did. Everything was around the Word of God. Can we say that we're doing that today? Do we go to church? Do we spend a great deal of our day with the Lord? Just like it says here in uh, back in chapter 8, verse 18, he, being Ezra, read from the book of the law of God daily. Are we doing that? Are we reading from the law of God daily? That's what we're doing right now. That's why it's important that we do this. Because it's a commandment. It is something that is going to be beneficial to us. We need to spend time with the Lord. From the first day to the last day. They read from the book every day. Can we do that? Can we separate ourselves from foreigners? Not necessarily that we don't associate with them, but we know that we're different. We know that we're holy to the Lord. We're not to give in to their temptations, give in to their activities. 
We'd rather be in the world, but not of the world. There's a big difference. It doesn't mean that we're not supposed to be around sinners. Jesus was around sinners all the time, because those are the people he's trying to save. Same thing with us. The people we're trying to deal with are the ones that need to hear the gospel. How can we save anybody if we're never talking about the gospel, or we're not around people who need to hear the gospel? You know what I'm saying? Chapter 9, verse 3 says, While they stood in their place, they read from the book of the law of the Lord their God for a fourth of the day. Imagine we could do that. Imagine we could spend a quarter of our day with the Lord every single day. That's hard to even think about. And I mean, I spend a good deal of time doing this podcast and stuff like that for my church and all that. And maybe it adds up to a quarter. I didn't really think about that until right now. Am I doing a quarter? But even then, that's because of my obligations. But it's not because I wanted to sit down and spend four hours with God. Unfortunately. But that should be what we focus on. And like I said here as well, for another fourth, they confessed and worshipped the Lord their God. How beautiful is that? And if we could do that on our Sundays, that would be the best. Spend a quarter of our Sundays reading the Bible, studying it, digesting it, chewing on it, meditating on it. Then we spend the other quarter of our Sunday worshiping the Lord, going to church, and then just praising the Lord in prayer and in thanksgiving, confessing our sins. How beautiful would that look like? What kind of a world would this look like if we all did that? I can tell you it wouldn't look like it does now. It would be a much better world if we were to be obedient to the call. There are a lot of people who confess the Lord Christ but don't do anything with it. But imagine if we did. We would be a force to be reckoned with on earth. The other two chapters were talking about dedications and the structure of who was living in the cities and more names and stuff like that, so I'm not going to go into that, but the spiritual aspects were there today. There's certainly something that we need to think about. Where are our priorities at? Obviously, the people of Jerusalem's priorities were the Lord. May that be ours as well. We have one more chapter left of Nehemiah, and then we're going to go into the book of Esther, spend a couple of days with Esther. But we're almost reaching the book of Job and the book of Psalms, which will take us a while to get through, but it's all very good reading. That's all I have for today. Thank you for coming with me this far. I'm Ryan, and we'll see you next time. Take care, and God bless you.